We're going to pull out those gambling odds again. Look at the over-under for BC here, what you all had to say. We're going to look at some big news for, for the NIL at Boston College with a new hire that you're going to want to hear all about. And I'm going to tell you a few names uh, that have been standing out at camp at BC. Got a, got a banger today. Let's, let's get going. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Folks, we made it. College sports is back. As I am recording this tonight, BC women's uh, soccer is playing Cal State Fullerton over in the West Coast. I don't know the start of the game, but that's the start of the BC athletic season. We made it. Woohoo! Well, we're here to talk about football, just to kick this off. But I wanted to shout out the women who are playing over in California. We're going to kick it off by talking about uh, FanDuel. And one of their uh, most recent images they sent me was the win total odds for the upcoming season. Now, BC is, uh, if you're to play it over under, it's five and a half. That means if they win six games, it's over. If it's under five and a half, five wins, five or below, it's a loss. I've already said my piece. You know that I've, I've been on multiple shows. I've been hammering the over. There's been multiple major media people who have also said the over for this for this bet, too. I just saw David Hale of ESPN say he'd take the over. Uh, and I saw some of these CBS guys, Bud Elliott and uh, Chip Patterson and a few others, I believe, took the over on this as well. But I'm flipping the switch on this one today. This isn't me talking about the over-under because you heard my thoughts. You can go back in the podcast and find them when they were originally released. I wanted to hear what you have to say. So if you're listening live on YouTube, jump in the comment section. Tell me why you're taking the over or under. And I I will feature you. But we also had a bunch of people on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it and Facebook. And I want to give I want to read some of their thoughts, too, because I love hearing from BC Nation what you guys are thinking about. What 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 drives your thoughts? Because, you know, different perspectives can never hurt anyone. Right. That's what I feel like this nation needs more of is like understanding different perspectives. And I love to hear what you guys have to say. So Mark Hansen says, what's the betting line on 10 and two? He's, he's feeling good. I saw that big game boomer also say that too today. Like that BC ceiling is 10 and two. That's uh, some very optimistic thinking. Tommy McGrath says as a BC fan, it's easy to pound the over the non-conference schedule is cake. But if we happen to get upset by Army, UConn, or NIU, three ACC wins will be hard to come by. I still have bad memories of Army running all over us in 2012 at West Point. This team screams six and six or five and seven. So Tommy's thinking right around where that betting line is, right? Um, and uh, you know what? I'm not even going to give you my perspective on some of these things. I'm just going to read them off and, uh, and 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 react to some of it. Uh, yes, I have I have some uh, post-traumatic stress disorder from that Army game, too. I remember I was at a wedding on the Cape, and it was before the wedding, and I was watching that game at the at the hotel bar. 
And that was one of the worst games I've ever seen. It was one of the worst defensive matchups. Uh, you know, like we talked about like last year with the offensive line, how bad that was. That defense was as bad in that game that I've ever seen any BC game. It was just, it was putrid. Um, And so that, yeah, I, I get that. So Tommy's a little bit more, he's feeling a little bit more hesitant to, to go for the over on that one. Uh, and Benoit 15. The over is certainly the play here with the greatly improved O-line expecting a solid year from Moorhead in an improved defense. I'm predicting an eight and four season. Um, yeah. I, again, the offensive line is going to be a major key for this season. And if he does, if they play better, you'd expect Moorhead to play better, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Eight and four. I've seen eight, eight and four, 10 and two, the, the uh, maroon and gold sunglasses are starting to come in hot for some of our fans. And I, I don't blame them because I've been, I've been guilty of it too. CJ Garanda says over, if you sweep your out of conference, which you should, that's four wins right there. You're telling me they can't go two and six in their eight get ACC schedule, which features the likes of UVA, Virginia tech, Syracuse, Georgia tech, and Louisville. Um, I, yeah, it depends on what you see on Louisville, right? <laughs> Some folks are putting Louisville as a playoff team. I saw Josh Pate of two, four, seven, do that. Other folks are, are like, are like CJ who are, and I know Mitch doesn't believe much in them either, that they're not going to do what they, what folks are saying they're going to do. Dennis Monahan says, I'll take the over. I have them at six and six. Currently they're minus nine and a half against Northern Illinois. They they missed the over this year. They need to be a house cleaning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I also saw in terms of house cleaning, uh, two, four, seven projected that, and, and they don't have the numbers. So I don't know where, where they got this from, but they they were projecting that Jeff Halfley's buyout is $10 million. Um, which is crazy. I, I don't think it's that high, but they were saying that they compared it against like similar contracts. Um, so yeah, if they don't go six and six, I imagine there'll be changes made. Uh, JW, uh, Jay Wentz 27 says, if they don't get a minimum six wins, I expect a serious coaching shakeup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they've already shaken up everything else at this point. You know, they, they fired their offensive coordinator. They fired their offensive line coach. They've replaced their defensive coach. Um, you know, I, I imagine that if that's, they've done that piece, the next piece is Halfley, right? It's gotta be. And then dugout chatter says pound the over who doesn't support more, Moorhead. And, um, I'm not going to read, read into how he spelled Moorhead because it was, it, it, it's the double entendre thing. That's not appropriate for this podcast. Uh, stacking sats says need to win my money back from last year. So here it goes. Over has been smashed. Stacking stats, I hope, or stacking stats, I hope you get your, your bet. Now, here on the the podcast, we have some folks who are our daily listeners, our everydayers, who are also giving their thoughts. And I want to hear what you guys had to say. So I'm going to go through the list. We have Marty Party going over. Mark Falzone says, over. Win all four conference games, UVA and Virginia Tech, there's your over. Drew Adams, over. All right, here's our first under of the of the group. Josh Dogerty. Gotta go under. Every year I make a prediction for our record. They managed to get the same record in reverse. Means we're going eight four in the eighth season, folks. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I said I wanted to vote bet the over on Boston College? And I do, and then they don't do it. Something happens. I I I, I get the gun shyness of, of BC fans because it's like, how many times can you get bit 
before you're like, I'm not going to touch this. Right. So I get it. Mark Falzone jumped in more with what he was saying. Georgia Tech would be win number seven, but my prediction is six and six. I can't predict an ACC win on the road against the peer team. Not until I see something more. Yep. Daniel Keller over, but just barely. Uh, Mark, uh, Marty party again. I feel much better about the offensive line. BC should have a better offensive balance, which helps the defense and makes every phase better. Michael Latour doesn't have the hesitation. Some of us do over easy money. And then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up with football fan who always has good stuff. BC doesn't need to beat one team ranked higher to get to seven wins. If Halfley can't win seven games this year, well, at least he gives good press conferences during the off season. <laughs> and we'll leave it off at there. Uh, thank you all for putting out your comments. I wanted to get, I wanted to fan source what you guys had to say. And you all had some really good insight, you know, lots of hesitation. Some people are feeling confident. Something, a lot of you aren't. And I get it. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Now talking about the future of BC, we're going to jump into NIL in our second uh, segment as friends of the Heights announced some big news on Thursday about the future of their, of their organization in a hire that you're going to want to know all about. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, I want to get into eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusion apply. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Thank you all again for joining us. And if you are subscribed, give us a five-star review wherever you get us. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to have a lot of stuff going on as the season starts to go get going. And to any BC athletes out there, any team, Good luck on your season as you guys start off. I saw volleyballs getting ready. I saw uh, soccer, as I mentioned before. Basketballs obviously coming back for both men and women. Good luck to every uh, program out there as they start their fall season. Now, talking about all these athletes, the the world of NIL is changing. Uh, it's always changing. It seems like right now it's the Wild West, and as we've said before, there's different politicians that are trying to put um, different. Uh, restrictions on NIL, you know, you got Tommy Tuberville and uh, uh, Richard Blumenthal. They're all trying to get things going to, to, to rein this all in, but credit to Boston college and the friends of the Heights friends of the Heights is the NIL collective that was created by Boston college, a former Boston college athletes and alumni to get BC up to date on the NIL front. Now, you know, it, it seemed like for a while, BC had to be dragged, kicking and streaming into the NIL world. But we've seen what this group can do with Zay Flowers and Christian Mahogany and Quentin Post. And, you know, there's there's countless stories out there now of guys that have stayed stayed to BC and Friends of the Heights have done a lot to do that. Now, 
on Thursday, we have been hearing buzz that there was going to be some news about this organization. And we found out that Friends of the Heights hired a new general manager. And they hired Tom Divot. Tom Divot is a former Boston College alumni uh, who graduated in 1993 and was a college basketball coach up until 2022. Um, up until, um, uh, sorry, up until this last year, he was the coach of Hartford and he has done a bunch of different things in the world of college sports, including fundraising. He's done a lot of fundraising and alumni relations work, which is what NIL is all about. So what does this do? He's going to manage day-to-day operations of the collect- collective, including donor development and stewardship. And he'll pr- serve as the pri- primary liaison between BC athletics and the friends of the Heights. So he's doing, you got now, you've, you've had, you know, Scott Mutrin and some of the other like corporate BC guys and other names, you know, throughout BC that have been part of Friends of the Heights, but you didn't have someone who like full-time job was to manage all of this. And with the way NIL is working now, that's exactly what you need. So school, some schools have had, have this, some schools don't. So this is a big deal for BC that you grabbed a guy who has a good history of doing this kind of work, who can manage and is good with alumni relations and fundraising that can manage all of this as things change. No longer do you have people volunteering or taking time out of their, uh, you know, their personal lives to do this, this big work. There'll still be a board. I'm sure you got a guy that's just going to be in charge of all of that. And that should help. You should be able to start seeing more focus work on, uh, marketing and fundraising and getting more money to this. So this is good. Now, for the folks that have been asking, from what I've heard, everything I've heard about the Friends of the Heights and their and their work, they're more concerned about keeping the talent that BC recruits at BC to prevent the schools that are just out there shopping for players. And you know what schools are doing that, right? And so they're not going to go out there and just throw bags at recruits. That's not what this is about. They're not going to throw bags, you know, that they're, they have a system in place and it, it, it's wedded into the beliefs of what Boston college is all about. Right. There's a piece of service we've had, you know, I've talked to some of the guys that run it. It's a piece of service that goes into it. You've seen pictures of the guys at like service kitchens and doing work with kids and all that good stuff. This is good work. This also gets BC, um, in front of a lot of the NIL stuff and, and continues to help them grow to help this program grow so that when you see Donovan Azaraku get offers and I heard, I've heard, he, you know, you know, Halfley say that he, he was a guy that they were trying to poach BC can then keep him here because they love BC and, 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 and partially make it financially solvent, uh, you know, worthwhile for them to stay here too. So this is great. Tom, Tom Devitt, uh, you know, I saw a ton of big names, um, you know, saying great things about him. I saw Jeff Goodman, who's a, a national basketball writer, saying great things about him and some of the other BC guys that have been around. This is a a great fit. And he gets out of Hartford before Hartford goes to D3. If you didn't know that, Hartford um, is dropping all their athletic programs. So basically, I know they hired a new basketball coach, but they're, they're dropping down two levels. So um, he got out of that sinking ship fast. And hopefully he's not, You know, he's in a good spot where he can help a program here. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to go back to BC football camp. And I want to talk about some of the players that, just a couple, 
that have been standing out. And I want to talk about why um, I'm excited to see what these guys can do uh, for the last couple of weeks of camp. We'll get into that in just a moment. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. And if you have not done so already, uh, head over to Eagle Insider. I am the editor over there. Uh, we have work that's behind a paywall. A lot of it's not. Um, become a become a subscriber if you haven't done so already. It's only you know a cup of coffee a month, and I hope you you check it out because we've had some great work over there this summer. Now, BC Camp is is just wrapping up their second week, and we've had one scrimmage. We've had plen- tons of press conferences and you know seen things and heard things. So. Who is standing out? Who are some of the names that you're going to want to know about? And I want to go over, you know, I'm not going to go over the Emmett Moorheads and Pat Garwos and Donovan Azarakus and Christian Mahogany's because you guys all know them. We've talked about them ad, ad nauseum. One name I want to bring up that's been a standout that has come up multiple times. And as someone who talks about BC literally every day, I've never heard of this guy other than seeing his name on a stat sheet and seeing him listed on the roster. That is John Pupil. John Pupil is a transfer from Dartmouth. He's a safety, 6'1", 6'2", and he's been lighting it up during camp. Um, Jeff Halfley, when I talked to him about it, said, this is a guy that you know not many folks know about, but he could be starting this year. He's playing that well. Hair on fire, physical guy. Um, I when uh, Alex Washington, the the new cornerback from Harvard, could, um, another Ivy League transfer, referred to him as a dog out there. He's just he's just um, you know all over the place. Josh John Pupil uh, could be one of those stories that could be fun to follow this year. In, in you know what he may not he may not start. You know, Halfley kind of alluded to it. He's trying to get the job from Victor Nelson Jr., who's also having a good camp. Uh, so he may not, but he also may play. So you may see him out there and you'll be like, who is this guy? He's a transfer from Dartmouth. He was on this team last year and no one talked about him. He played, he played last year. He played on special teams. But this year he's pushed so much at camp that he's starting to get more attention. And it's something that, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be on the, I, I would imagine he's going to be on the two deep. So John Pupil. I wanted to get his name out there so you folks know about him. I thought he was someone that was interesting to watch out for. Um, and then in terms of the 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 offensive line, I, I've talked about them on, on the show, so I'm not going to get into this again. I think the offensive line is doing exactly what they need to do, the, especially the starting five. The starting five, I if, if it was to end today, if camp was to end today, it by all appearances should be you're going to have Mahogany and, and – um, Kyle Hergel as your guards. You're going to have Drew Kendall as your center. You're going to have Ozzy Trapillo as your tackle. And your other tackle, I believe, will be Logan Taylor. They're doing everything they need to do this camp. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, the defensive players have all mentioned that they play, they're playing at a higher level, much higher than last year, which is making them better. But they're being challenged by uh, the offensive line, which is what you want to hear. You don't want to hear about them like, oh, yeah, they're they're doing fine. Uh, but it's more that, like, you know, that they're they're toughing things out out there. Uh, so that was one other one, and then one other player that has had a really strong camp. <laughs> yeah, Christian's out there too. Hey, it's me. <laughs> um, uh, for another player that's had a really strong camp is Alex Broom. Alex Broom, a running back, 
Um, I'm not a tall guy. I, if you guys ever see me, I'm 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 pretty short. Uh, Alex is smaller than me, but that dude is built. If if I can only describe it, he's he reminds me of Maurice Jones Drew. He's he's built. Um, and I think he's going to have a, a, a really strong season, especially with the way the offensive line is playing. Um, he's already, you know, he's coming up in a lot of different conversations about the play and, and the scrimmages and things like that. So uh, a smaller back, but he's physical. He don't, don't, he's not like built like AJ Dillon, but he's still strong and it could be a really challenging hit for a lot of defenders. So Alex Brum was another name I wanted to mention. Um, on today's podcast. So that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you all so much uh, for, for joining us today. We'll be back again tomorrow for one last show this week. We'll hopefully have more news. If there's more realignment stuff coming up, I, I saw some folks saying that they might have another vote for the ACC to take Stanford and Cal. If that comes up, we'll talk about it. Um, any new camp stuff, we'll talk about it. We have camp. T- uh, there's more camp tomorrow and I'll be there for the press conferences to talk to Jeff Halfley, Thomas Castellanos. And I, that he didn't tell me, I don't know who the third person is yet, but thank you all so much. Hit that like button before you head out. If you're on YouTube, it does help our podcast get out in front of more people. We'll see y'all again soon. Take care.